This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hey, do you watch wrestling? That one hurt. Believe. Greetings. Salutations. Before. Well, hello there. Welcome. One and all. To the We Watch Wrestling Podcast. <clears throat> I am your wonderful and darling, lovable, furry, old wrestling Matt McCarthy. With me, professional wrestling Padawan Tom Sibley. Hey, gang. It's Tom Sibley. Here at my house. I can do my fucking long ass intro as long as I want to. Where's Vince? Because Vince is not here this week. Mm. Vince is in New York City. Did you see on his Instagram? He went straight from the airport to Beauty Bar. Yeah. He got in the cab <laughs> drive. Cab driver looked, took one look at him and says, you're going to Beauty Bar, aren't you? And they went right over to Beauty Bar. Beauty Bar is not... A place where you get your hair done. It is an actual bar. On yes. 14th and 1st? Something like that. 14th between 2nd and 1st. God, I'm fucked if I can remember any uh, anymore. I know Mo Pickens was on... Was that on Avenue A? Was that I don't on know Mo Pickens Fuck. Did you never go there? Mo Pickens? Mo Pickens, House of Satisfaction. Did they have a... That was really only around for a little over a year. But, I mean, it was a hot venue. But that was like when Rafifi was really kicking and the Mo Pickens you know, popped is, up. This is all... That's many classes ahead of me. I know. We were talking about that over the weekend. It's so funny. Vince isn't here and you don't bastardize his song. Yeah, it's only <laughs> worth it to get... <laughs> it's only worth it to get a rise out of him. It's like when... It, <laughs> Can you turn that off? The yeah, thing? it's terrible. It, it's still playing, though, in the... Kids can still hear it. Oh, okay. Well, the if Rob is, Rob's dubbing the song in now these days. If you're hearing the song right now, we're not actually hearing it, so we're right. not going to be speaking with the cadence of it. Um, yeah, Vince isn't here. Last time Vince wasn't here, uh, a wrestler died. The Ultimate Warrior. The Ultimate Warrior. And uh, hopefully, we'll make it through this episode without any casualties. At that time, I was very taken by the ultimate warrior dying but i didn't realize the frequency in which wrestlers often do pass away well that really hasn't been the case in the last five years since we've been doing this i mean there was a time where it was like there was a guy it felt like every day what time period was that in the 2000s because you get all those guys from the 80s and especially the 90s the 90s was just bad with fucking drugs and injuries which mm. led to more drugs and mm. oof Benoit mm. that was I didn't even hear about Benoit that's amazing I know we've talked about it but like I, I that was I'm a big story totally missed it now it may have been the time when did it happen 07 yeah 
I was in acting school and it was just that I'm sure we've talked about this, but I was just in that bubble. Like I didn't know anything sure. about anything. I remember Dr. Drew saying that to Adam Carolla, where he's like, he's like, yeah, when I was in medical school, like I just, he's like, he'll mention like some movie from the eighties. He's like, what? How have you never seen blah, blah, blah. He's like, I was in medical school. Yeah. Acting school, being at the neighborhood playhouse in medical school. Like my father, it's the same it's thing. It's the same thing. My father was uptown at Columbia medical school um when he in the 70s or whatever when he was becoming a doctor so it was it, it's you know and then his son went to uh an acting school down well in the 50s not the literal 50s in the 1950s in the early 2000s but here we are here we are in my apartment just me and matt pepper is in her crate yeah because even the the last is this really the the last time it's been no Vince. Yeah, I mean, you. Once. I've not been here at this point countless times. Sure, but I've been here every. Yes, you have. Nolan, not Nolan Ryan. What was his name? Carl Junior. Mark McGuire. Cal, no. Fuck. Cal Ripken. Cal Ripken. Thank you. Cal Ripken. I'm a big baseball head. Oh man, you love you love the 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 balls. The crack of the bat. The roar of the crowd. Um I did see an old lady get her knee shattered once at a, by a foul ball. Ooh. At a uh, baseball game. Gross. The ball went right back in the stands and just connected like it was on a rope to a woman's knee, old lady's knee. And then she was Yuck. carried out of there. Longest baseball game in history, Pawtucket, Rhode Island. How long? Like eleven hours. Uh, over eight hours of play. Like it was tied. This is the Paw Sox, the the Red Sox minor league team. Mm-hmm. I guess they're moving. They're leaving Pawtucket. But at any rate, like thirty three innings. Around four o'clock in the morning, apparently Ugh. the the players started getting delirious. And so the the umps were like, we have to postpone the rest of the game. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yep. Baseball, man. Baseball, man. Just bats and balls and gloves and bags. You know what baseball and wrestling have in common? Oh, Abe Knuckleball Schwartz. That was a that was one of Steve Lombardi's characters. Do you know who was a big wrestler? I just read this. A wrestler? Yeah. Was really into wrestling. Oh, a big fan? No. Actually wrestling. Who's a wrestler? Abraham Lincoln. Oh, I knew that. I did Did know you that. know that? I didn't know that. I didn't know that. He's really what started to popularize it in the States. Because during the Civil War, both sides, good people on both sides, Tom. Yeah. Both absolutely. sides in the Civil War, like, because there's a lot of downtime, right? Uh-huh. So in between battles, when there was just downtime, the 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 they would wrestle not the north and south would wrestle each other i mean like you know union soldiers they would just they would start wrestling you know and they like had because like lincoln was a championship wrestler before he became president and then after the civil war everybody kind of had wrestling in their blood and that's when it really took off as a spectator sport you know who we would get to play abe lincoln the wrestler i can tell you right now Joe Manganiello? No. Guess. 
Zack Sabre Jr. To play Abraham Lincoln? Skinny. We'll make him look tall. But we can fix it in post. We can we can fix make him look tall. But like Zack Sabre Jr. is the perfect example of long and lean. And he could do the sort of wrestling that they were doing. Now, I imagine they were doing Greco-Roman style wrestling. But how funny would it be? Sure. Catch as catch can. Like if if you saw pictures of it and they had like a fake ring set up (laughs) and like little announcers and they'd come out to theme music that was played on like a barrel or whatever. This is why I, I always regret I never got to be on Drunk History. If I could have laid down the... First of all, I would have been maybe... The, I, I, I didn't watch every episode of that show, but maybe I would have been the first person to sit there and wet himself. I don't know if they've had that... Ha- or if they have, they haven't shown it on Drunk History. But you could still be on Drunk History, just the other side. Oh, in the be a reenactor. I'm sure. actually surprised you haven't already been in a reenactment. Hey, you're surprised. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about the entertainment business. Listeners, like, it, I, had one, I had one buddy, he, he goes to me, he's like, uh, he's like, man, how have you not been on Glow yet? And I'm like, you're wondering. That was the beginning of the but, end. Well, wait, that was the beginning of the end of my old manager when like, because somebody was like, Dude, how are you not writing on that show? The show hadn't even started yet, but it was like ramping up and it was clear it was going. Yeah. So I like I said to her, I was like, I was like, get get me in the room with them. Like I, you know, let me write on that fucking show. It was one of many emails that were weren't responded to. That just went out into the ether. I mean, I used to have meetings in that fucking building, in the managers, like at Avalon. And I was developing a sizzle reel for uh for for what for the wrestling show that wound up being um well not not my idea wound up being but all of a sudden when Southpaw yeah. wrestling showed up on the network like me and the other guys who had been working on this idea were like fuck like how is that even possible yeah that the idea is now taken yeah and uh like I would have meetings there with like other people who worked at Avalon in development and she was couldn't be bothered to be in the fucking meeting with me. You know, it's I you know, these are all people I'm going to make pay someday, Tommy. <laughs> like Jay Leno said, you, you, you don't fall in love with the hooker. Yeah, that whole thing. I show can't business. really remember specifically what it was. He's just saying show business. He's like, he's like, don't fall in love with the hooker because that's what show business is. It's a hooker. It doesn't love you back. Yeah. It's, and it's also like have your own life. Doug Stanhope had the best quote I've ever heard about show business. He said, it's a blind coyote looking for anything that's making noise. Yeah. That's the industry. Yeah. The wrestling industry, on the other on hand, on the other hand, boy, do they do they listen to the audience they and care. give them what they want? Well, some promotions, some promotions do. do. Did you watch Raw? We were lucky enough to see one of those promotions. We'll get to it. I did see yeah. Raw, the whole thing. Yeah, it was good. We, I thought we, so. We went to New Japan Pro Wrestling over the weekend. We saw. We saw them all at New Japan. I was, I, you know, I can't remember anything. So I was, 
I was like, oh my God, Cody's going to be here when they were showing You're so package. funny. I was You're like, so this funny. is really great. You're what? like, oh my God, Kenny Omega? I knew Kenny was going to be there. <laughs> well, he's the champ. You'd hope, yeah. you'd hope he'd be there. But Cody in my head was like, maybe he's not, maybe he's like past this. And then I found out Cody was on Arrow. Well, that's how him and Amel became buddies. I had no idea. Sure. I didn't watch it. Do you watch Arrow? I watched a, like at least four episodes of Arrow the Cody two episodes. years ago. The Cody episodes? No. Oh. Like the first few episodes of the actual show. And you're like, wow, this show's great. Never going back for more. Kind of. Well, I, I don't think I ever said this show is great. I remember you used to talk about how much you loved Arrow. It was like a month, just a solid month of you being like, God, I love Arrow. I honestly can't tell if you're kidding you or not. I'm not sure if I actually. I remember did that. you used to show up to Rob's place dressed like Green Arrow. You had like your your your. It started off small. You had a and it was like you pieced it together. Like you had a golf bag, and I'm like, "What are you hitting the links after this?" And you're like, "No." And then you just started pulling out arrows, but you didn't have a like a bow and arrow, so you just kind of like throw them. You kept throwing them at Vince's forehead. It was weird. I mean, I know this show's been on for a while, and maybe Stephen Amal has has gotten better, but he's one of those bona fide hunks. With a rock and bod. And then that's kind of all there but, is. But, you know, you I see, the know. problem is I've never watched it. I don't know. When you're that good looking, you don't develop a lot of humanity, which. Personality. Personality. Maybe humanity is the wrong word. Is that the word. wrong word? Well, humanity would be more like he, you know, could watch a little kid get run over by a truck and be like, okay, yeah. Dick. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. an extreme example. They lack the basic humanity on screen, though, to. Um, it's hard to relate to them sometimes, but I mean, especially if they don't have, but you know, if you're not required to, if everybody just likes you, yeah, I, I definitely come from a place of, you know, and this is something I had to get past, but although I became a comedian because I have a desperate need to be liked. Yeah. Same, same time. Of, time a of burning mind. desire. Yeah. It's awful. Can you imagine if, can you imagine if you could get a week? of none of that i'm getting better yeah i'm getting better no but like a week a, where it just gets shut off that'd be amazing like completely a switch uh, I, flipped yeah i've been i have been feeling a little more right-sized yeah you know because that I, the extremes with me it's either i'm not enough or i'm too much yeah because like it's funny like being at the new japan show i'm like god i'm not compelled I'm also not fucked up because like when I'd be fucked up, I'd be like, oh, I got to yell shit. I got to yell as much shit oh, yeah, as I possibly awful. can. Just <laughs> profoundly bad. Definitely. We're I got to be the show. WrestleMania 33. <laughs> one of the worst experiences of my life. 31. <laughs> was it 31? 31. Oh, not 33. 31. Oh, man. I was so drunk. Yeah. Screaming, fuck you. Bro, oh, man. so bad. At oh. least I wasn't the only guy doing it. But still, oh god, it certainly felt like you were. <laughs> I'm sure. Were you stone cold sober then? Were you oh yeah, yeah. Weed? No, no, I was, I was in program sober. <sighs> but uh, I, and what a gift I gave you mm, mm. to be like Tommy. You could be Matt McCarthy right now, <laughs> screaming "fuck you, Roman" in front of a kid and his dad. Ugh. I remember the kid and the dad being like, a, like right in front of us, and I remember thinking to myself like. Ah, you know, fuck this kid because it's like you know, this is my thing. Yeah, because it's all about me. Oof. Sip of coffee for the working man. 
But how? I just shit my pants. At New Japan, though, luckily, we didn't have. I noticed that too. There was no clown shoes around us. Yeah, which it was, was really, really only, nice. There was only like one guy who was just trying to start the that Will Osprey chant. That in 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 that moment, I realized, oh, I can't stand this chant. When they do the ole, 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 but with I Osprey. Ole? Ole is great. No, it's not. Oh, I you think, don't like? Oh, I think ole, ole died years ago. Probably. Well, it's we used to do it. Done to death. Me and my buddies used to do it. I don't even know why, but we used to do it at Black 47 concerts. Sure. Fucking the Bouncing Souls had a record where they did the ole song. Mm-hmm. And then I, at live shows anywhere I was after hearing that, would be the first guy going, oh, look, I don't even want to do it. Well, you know how I came into wrestling is with El Generico. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And then, <clears throat> who knows? What, I mean, maybe it must have come from England with the Osprey thing. But I mean, before that. Not Robert England. Fred Krueger? Yeah. He didn't, when you say from England, you don't mean that Robert England brought it to I mean, Robert England is the one who did he it. He would just stand there. And he, he was obsessed with Will Ospreay. <laughs> he would I, just be in the back of the, the show dressed in full Kruger makeup, just being like, all right, do a flip, bitch. <laughs> Ospreay, I mean, it, Vince famously... But, oh, I, I was going to say Ricochet. Oh. O'Shea, 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 people... Uh, Osprey, it just it doesn't quite fit, and it's just it sounds awkward. Osprey, Osprey, I was right. It's like they can't keep up in the chant. It just it hurts my ears. Absolutely, and that's really annoying. But and that's the I'm, only complaint I had. For I'm the mainly show. okay. I'm much okay, more, okay, okay, okay. I'm okay, okay, okay with that. Sibley, 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 Sibley. I can't do it. Osprey, they're gonna do it to you now at live shows. Boston, we're coming. Philadelphia. We're coming all over you. Seriously. Be sure though. and chant Sibley, Sibley, Sibley. We're going to do some dates. Um, Announcements forth yeah, forthcoming. Coming. Just, just shut the fuck up. We'll get to you. God. Get to it. God. Oh, Grokai. But that kind of chant, an Osprey Osprey chant, I'm much more okay with that than someone trying to be funny and in the know. Yeah, because that is at least someone that like is yeah. jacked to see uh, which the energy coming off of that is always much more likable. I at least I, and believe me, I still will participate in the show, but not to the level where when I was cocked and was like, oh, oh yeah, oh, I got to do something. Yeah. People are waiting for me to yell something amazing. Well, it's but it's, but but even then I was I steered away from being like so inside baseball like yeah oh god i've got a neck bird i'm reading the observer what i know you're real like i'm gonna sh- cut, shout mark calloway at the undertaker because that's his real norm or like shades of rtg or whatever shades of shades of uh that was so but that was funny though because you never hear hot tub guy shout anything what was it <laughs> Oh, I can't remember. Uh, JTG. I, JTG. Yeah, I don't even know what JTG. that is. Jonathan Taylor Gromit? Jonathan Taylor Gromit. He's the, that's the full name of the dog from Wallace and Gromit <laughs> films. Can you imagine? No, but um, 
Yeah, well, well the, the screaming things and all that, part of, I guess, the path that we're on, what we can call it, is is learning like, you know, oh, I don't, I can just be here. I don't, I don't have to right. stand out. Now, sometimes it's fun to yell out something silly, I find at least, but oh, big time. To, to, to do it the entire time as right. some people do. It's We've like, got locked in with some real fucking. Yeah, but we were very fortunate. Man, and, that show was great. It was great, and the the surrounding environment was great. Yeah, yeah. Because it wasn't totally sold out, so I don't think you you had mostly people who just love wrestling. A lot of familiar faces. Can we saw the hot tub? And a lot of people. It may have been sold out, but I think a lot of people were just in the concession line for that the could, entire show. The concession line never let up. The men's room line never a problem. Men's room line, never a problem. Merch, the line, merch line, never, a never problem. a problem. At but one point, I walked by them, and the merch was just empty, and they had still everything. Yeah. And I was like, "All right, this is." But I guess all the people going to the show decided we'll just eat there. Should we eat beforehand? Maybe do an early dinner? No, let's just eat at the show. Well, you got to think it's also beer, right? No, 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 no. They had beer stands. Oh, all over. Those nachos, it was nachos and hot dogs I saw mostly. <laughs> they had, you they, know what hot dogs are? Lips and assholes? Yes. Oh. Do you know a movie? Oh, is that from something? Yeah. I thought that was just from real life. No, you know what hot dogs are? Lips and assholes. Great outdoors. Oh. Roman. Roman Not Roman, Roman Reigns. Reigns? No. Roman, I wonder if that's where Roman names Dan Aykroyd's character in Great Outdoors. He was named after Roman Reigns. Yeah. Well, no, Roman Reigns. And, and after John, Can- John Candy's character, you, you remember his character's name? No, do you? Yeah. What? Uh, Seth Rollins. Yeah, Seth Rollins. <laughs> his wife, Dina Ambrose. Dean Ambrose. Dina. Yeah. yeah. Deandra, Deandra, Deandra Ambrose. Ambrose. <laughs> <laughs> I love that movie, but the opening scene of them singing along with Yakety Yak at the beginning of their track. Don't you dare say it makes you got un- nothing but joy from that. It makes me uncomfortable. That was like my favorite part. Like it's <laughs> we the- would come running in from other rooms if it was on TV. Well, because the great outdoors is on. But we love that part. It just makes me uncomfortable in that. Um, That's how I think every from family from Chicago is. Like, as soon as they all get in the car, they do that. Well, two things. One, I it, it just makes me uncomfortable that it's like the mom gets the don't talk back, that thing. It's just, it's really, it's just when the mom does it. I'm just like, I don't know. I'm not, Have you seen it in sobriety? Maybe not. You think that's it? I think you should. <laughs> well, I'll go get the DVD because I certainly own it. Great Outdoors. There's a movie that you're like... There is something... I want to watch it, and you'll check Amazon, you'll check Hulu, and you'll check Netflix, and each one are like, fuck you, fuck you, eat a butt. Okay, get on the 405 to Van Nuys, Arena McSee, DVD. I was right by your house yesterday. Well, you dropped me off the other night. No, I but I was right back there yesterday. Really? Yeah. I picked up a fucking woman. Oh, boy. On Sepulveda? No, like... On a victory. Oh, on victory. And then took, I, it was a straight shot when, and it was like 
five and a half miles in one direction. To what, all like Burbank? Lights. No. Oh, victory's the worst. You got to take Van Owen. If you take Van Owen, it's less lanes, but the you, it's nothing but greens. I was, if I take victory, it's just red lights. It was one of those. Bro- Brody King, uh, Tyler Bateman, <laughs> if you guys are listening, back me up on this. If you don't already know, don't take victory. Take Van Owen. Well, you don't, you don't think Brody King already knows that? I don't know. I, I, it's just the, these are the things I'm Brody learning. Brody King in Van is Nuys. Van Nuys. He is Van Nuys Boulevard. Um, there's a great uh, thrift shop on Van Nuys Boulevard. Yeah, this was one of those rides where nobody's got any wrestling stuff for sale, though. You just want to turn to the lady and be like, where the fuck do you live? (laughs) What is your fucking problem? Well, that's the problem, because you get that chunk in the valley between the 405 and the 170. And there's just you just got to go straight. It's like it's like when we used to drive to Rob's. It's like once we were out by you, it's like, oh, fuck, we're just driving fucking forever to get to that 10. Yeah. Because there's just no other highways around. Yeah. Um, What was your favorite match in New Japan? Oh. Oh, I think I know. Easy times a million. It was, wasn't it? Yeah. Osprey and Skrull. That was the one, right? Marty Skrull, Will Osprey. That was a hot fucking match. That was the match of the night. They stole the show. The first. Well, I liked the main. I liked the tag better. Granted, all right. Granted, everything it's, was really, really. This is good. it's all hey subjective art form. It's subjective art form, and it's not to say any of the matches were not good. It's you just, hate Okada, got <laughs> it. But uh, Marty, that match just like uh, they it started hot, and it it you know they found us. They started hot and they left us wet, co-ed naked, rode hard, fire. put away wet. No, co-ed naked firefighters. Oh my god! Do you remember what the saying for that was? No, but I find I've, them hot, leave them wet. I would read that as a kid. I wanted a co-ed naked shirt more than I wanted life at fucking self, and I had no idea what that meant. I forgot about all that bullshit, like co-ed naked volleyball. Co-ed, co-ed. naked, absolute. Big Johnson. <sighs> swish, swish, swish. But yeah, and if if only you had gotten all those T-shirts, you could be nominated for, as a Supreme Court justice right now. Yeah, can you imagine? I'd be fighting motherfuckers from UB forty. <laughs> That's the <laughs> most. What a fucking dick! It's like I went to college with that guy too. Oh, and we all did. He's the one that starts the fucking bar fight, and then the our other buddy winds up in jail. That is the story. I have that story. Oh he's, my god, he's the guy that's whatever and then if he's drunk it's like oh you just you, no but we you the, see the look in the eye and you're right. like oh no no i gotta stay away from that dude I, the the thing that i related to the most was the one guy who's like the last time i hung out with him purposefully i was like brother i read you loud and clear yeah like you just there's a red line and you're like i'm not hanging out with that dickhead anymore and if he's around i'm gonna go the other fucking direction yeah that I had that guy in fucking college, dude. If Brendan's listening or Benny's listening, you know exactly who the fuck I'm talking about. Woo! Fucking A! But the thing is, no, we're not. Let's not get into that. If we were going to but get you into love it, Will I would Osprey. say, yeah. you know, we all had that guy. That's why everyone doesn't believe this Brett Kavanaugh guy about his drinking at the very least, because it's like, 
we all knew you, man. Well, we all had right. Brett Kavanaugh's. Some of us much worse than others, like people that were sexually assaulted. Anyway, <laughs> Will Ospreay, <laughs> that match started like hot as soon as the dinger went the off. The bell rang and it was like, oh, they went right into the near falls. Yeah. I thought, I honestly thought, because they did three falls right. really quick, that it was going to be like a quick match. And the crowd was going fucking nuts. Marty Scarl is so goddamn good. And his intro music is just... It's the best. The best. Just, I think it's just percussion and maybe bass. And then the... Whoop, 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 whoop. Yeah. It's scary. It really sets a mood. I love watching his Titantron. I thought his Titantron at All In was better. I don't remember. It was just... It was, it was, more, it was like... I would have assumed Just freaky footage of him like in the like the 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 weird like bird mask like just standing alone like because when he's wearing that bird mask you see no expression and it's just startling yeah and so it's just like stark black and white of like him with the fucking umbrella over his shoulder and then all of a sudden like jump cut he's it's close in on him and he's doing that weird like oh <laughs> smile and and you know what they didn't do he didn't do the he didn't break the finger he didn't break the finger I, that was the one thing in my head i was like i was like near falls where it was starting to get real and heated and i was like yeah but he hasn't broken a finger yet and then it never wound up happening but you know what i think about that are you shitting me what well i asked vince who his favorite wrestler is and i am double checking that he's not fucking with me do you want to get him on the phone maybe Maybe. Let's see if we can get him. This is so funny. Shit. We should have plugged in the other microphone. This is probably making him. Hello? Please leave your message. <laughs> <laughs> Can't take your call. Whoa, 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 whoa. They, they, they didn't get all of it. They didn't get all of it. They can know that. No, no, no. Rob needs to do something about that. They did get out. It doesn't. Of some it. fucking weirdo is gonna fucking. <laughs> it was the. First it's fine. It's it's already taken care of. Rob's already taken right. care of it. Why are we even talking right. about it? Um, that's. Is, I'm embarrassed. Cause I was gonna leave it. I was gonna leave it up. Right. And be like, we'll leave a message after they give out the phone number. <laughs> That happened to Joe Rogan on his podcast. His number got out? Because they do a video podcast. Yeah. And he was oh. showing someone his phone and it just, you know, was... That's what it is. Because it's a conversation on that show. So he sure. wasn't thinking. And then, like, I think it's like, you know, like exploded, basically. Is that him? No, it's a New York Times investigation. A New York Times uh, investigation. It's an update from New York Times. Do you it, listen to the Daily? I never miss it. Oh, okay. It's on from two... It's on from 2.30 to 3, so I'm usually driving, and I just pray I don't get some yakety passenger. Oh, like a radio show? Oh, yeah. It's on NPR, too. I oh, download it. I listen to it in the morning. Yeah. Oh. I I'm, used to, but now I save it for... I'm Michael Barbaro. See you tomorrow. See you tomorrow. You know he loves that. He just like... You ever, you ever go to his Twitter and see the picture of him? It's exactly the guy you're picturing when you hear that voice. Okay. Glasses or no glasses? Glasses. Yeah, right on. 
Are they circular? I couldn't say. I imagined them to be. Um. Anyway. I loved that match. That match. But was- the main event, the tag, Okada and Ishii versus the Golden Lovers. That's a, that's. That was hot, and it was, and it was such an Okada match where it was like it built and it builds so strong. He's a fucking steam engine. Once it starts going, it starts going because it's always early on. I'm like, all right, this is this match is fine. This is cool. This is good. This is pretty good. And then by the end, I'm just like, fucking match of the year. Wow. What? Wow. But. Here's the thing. I don't know. I don't have the same reference point that you guys have for Okada because he seems like the most beloved. Um, You got to watch his his matches. I think he's great. Yeah. I think his presence is cool. His fucking opening Jumbotron thing of the the money hitting the ground. It's great. That's really cool. I mean, that's akin to a glass break almost. Right. Um, I dig his new look. I miss his old look. What was his old look? You know, he had that big, long, fucking ridiculous robe and shit. Oh. If you saw it, you'd be like, oh, yeah, right. But the, here's the thing. Is I love that sexy, sexy partner. Ishii? That. Oh, Kota Ibushi. Kenny Omega's Kenny, partner? Kenny Omega's partner. Ooh-ee-ooh. Oh, my God. <laughs> the guy's got no waist and shoulders the size of a fucking small town. I mean, Jesus. He's perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Tommy. We saw him live once. Well, a a bunch of times. Yeah, I feel like I've seen him so much now. I don't know why I said once. I'm just thinking of the NXT show we saw years ago. I was still drinking then. I was like sneaking drinks. Oh, yeah, you have to. I know. I was like, I'm going to run to the bathroom. When I go to the bathroom, I'm like, "I I better pound two beers before I get back to the seat. Of course. Yeah. You ever meet anyone out for drinks and somehow magically you got there before them because you were in the neighborhood in quotes? No, no. I just had about three, four drinks before you got here. Well, I would have three, four drinks before I got there. I would be late. Oh, well, sure. Because the train was fucked up. Yeah. I needed to get nice and loosey toosey before I did anything. All right. But, uh, he was he and in NXT and I needed to smoke weed before I did yeah. absolutely anything. Yeah. Was he in NXT? No, no, he's the ultimate free agent. He's not even signed. I don't think with New Japan. He's just he was just in an NXT show. They brought him in. He was well. He was in the the cruiserweight classic, right? You remember that tournament years ago? Which this wasn't the Palladium show, was it? Uh no, the show before that where it was. You, me, Glennis, Georgia. That was at Vince. the Palladium. Is that the Palladium? Then yes. He was the at one the, that's in Hollywood. He was at that show. Okay. Yeah. Huh. When you first see, this is why you don't remember anything else from that show. This is the first time you laid eyes on Mandy, Mandy Rose. Rose. Yeah. I mean, that's that's certainly a standout from you, that you were show. standing there and you're just like, oh my you were just be you weren't even like being like you weren't even being like a creep, like, oh <laughs> you were just knocked you were just like i i'm so happy to know that this person exists <laughs> she's she's just great man i if you don't follow her on instagram <laughs> i she if there's an instagram account of the week 
from here until eternity it's it's mandy rose but uh i digress um that match though kenny omega and abushi yeah i know are the golden lovers so they already but they're right. they're dynamic together their chemistry yes is the fucking coolest right that double moonsault they do to the outside that thing yeah but I mean, just the, I was thinking, and then of, like the combination, like the you can't escape, and then he he drops him, and then he flips on him, then he flips back, then he flips, and then he's on the top rope, and it's just it's it's uh, amazing how well like I think Vince either put it on some or like they some one of us, not me, put it on either privates or someone had it in their story, a boomerang, I think. Vince is big on the boomerang of the double jump, and. The double moon salt. Yeah. And just I was marveling watching it through the boomerang of like, God, they had that so well timed. I know. It was like you know, pinpoint accuracy. Here's the thing with Okada though, is remember I remember you saying this, commenting on this after all in, the match he had with Marty, where you were like, because you had seen one if not a couple of the Okada Kenny Omega matches. Yeah. You know, which are just some of the straight up best matches that have ever happened anywhere. Yeah. And then you watched Marty's match. And I think you even put it in the terms of like, oh, he was kind of wrestling Marty's match, like doing kind of like he wasn't doing that Okada match. I saw him do with Kenny Omega. He was kind of not in those that, I, I I don't think that's uh, something Tom that sounds exactly like say. something you would say I don't think I'm that advanced there was I may have said it it, it felt more like a Marty scroll that's what I you may said. have been the other end of it of saying like it didn't feel like a, a comedy not comedy not the same Marty scroll does comedy but didn't feel like a Marty scroll match it was more of like an all out kind of thing an all in kind of thing an all in but that but that is if you watched Okada's matches with, you know, Minoru Suzuki or or anybody, you run the gambit. You see that Okada can do anything and be I'm listening. I'm brilliant. Just our coffees. I'll take another coffee. And can be brilliant while doing it. Ah, Mixie, Mixie stands alone. Mixie stands alone. Hi ho, the Dudley O's. Mixie stands alone. I'm I'm singing them a song. They love it. I've been swimming in raw sewage. I love it. Man, oh man. I don't know. The Young Bucks had a great match too. You 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 didn't you weren't feeling the Matt Jackson selling overselling the back. I loved it because it's because it's not. I even said this in the stands. I was like, it's not like Osprey when he starts selling the neck immediately, or especially like Seth Rollins selling his goddamn knee to the point where you're just like, Seth, if your knee hurts this bad every time you wrestle, maybe learn how to you know. Uh, fix computers or something but with matt jackson i don't understand the even his his, this has just been a long ongoing thing i know which is but it it adds to the 
there's a certain continuity that is being paid off for those who are paying attention. You know, it's, it's, it's the exact opposite of WWE where if you pay attention, you get punished. Whereas <laughs> that's with, so funny with this other stuff. If you pay attention, you get rewarded, which is why like that most recent Kenny Omega Okada match was so fucking unbelievable for me because it's like, they are paying off things that they have been planting these seeds in every match they've done up until this point. It's beautiful. Even like, even like with, with the Tongans being the ones to cause the bullet club to rip apart because they had been doing the Cody Kenny thing for so long and Cody insisting that bullet club is fine. And then finally it reaching its Zenith where they had Kenny and Cody fighting again where that you know they had that killer match mania weekend and then they finally met up again and then they healed and then immediately that night tangaloa and haku and tamatonga and kalua <laughs> you 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 towing a <laughs> well yeah walking a thin line <laughs> Those but, two. but then that but then all of a sudden it was oh bullet club's not fine because it was this other section of bullet club that it's like well where are they in all this but then it was just it was because they are the ones who are we're og bullet club and it's just it was just brilliant it's brilliant and it just they lay it out for you and there's a payoff as opposed to well undertaker and kane left a dx down so in australia dx gotta go over but we'll do it in a fucked up way so that we can get to fucking the mini pearl in Saudi Arabia. And then we'll then you because, you know, Hunter's got to get his win back. Boss, we're not doing Taker no favors either. Nobody I, can win any matches, but also nobody can lose any matches. Those Tongan guys. Bad motherfuckers. I got worked by them during that match. There was one point where I was like, wait, is that dude? like legit angry because <laughs> one of them starts saying like i think like motherfucker or something and yeah. i was a legit like oh did this just turn very uh and isn't that the idea a, a realm of reality but those two have that sort of um believability the believability the uh like when I look at the young bucks, I would never fuck with any of the young bucks, but I'm not ever thinking like, I wouldn't fuck with them. those guys. Right. Right. The right. town guys like, like be careful out there. Right. Know? Because one of them may just flip a switch and fuck. Well, they didn't they. Gra- oh, no, no, no. It was Lance Archer. One of them like just grabbed some guy's hat in the front row. And I thought he ripped his hat or something. Yeah. I kind of missed it. Oh, and, and I don't want to forget to point this out. Cause it is so funny. The young bucks abs in their, uh, <laughs> On their Titan Tron. They have the most intense it's, eight packs you've ever seen in the uh, in their thing. Like Which they, is funny because they know they're right. like winking at us. But I don't like the whole selling of injuries. Just I, I don't know why. It takes me out of it. It's 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 too much acting. And then I'm like, but that's why I just want to see you wrestling. But that's why I like it, because Matt Jackson, it, he he is so over the top with it. I mean, his back really is fucked up. You know, these guys are doing backflips onto fucking, you know, essentially concrete. You know, it's like their backs are fucked. Oh, I but, assume 
everyone I've ever well, seen yes. wrestle, their back is fucked. Definitely. Or on the way to being fucked. If you ain't fucked, you're on the highway to fucked. Did you hear, like, remember Undertaker in that interview going, like, waking up in the morning and be like, all right, got one leg out. Yeah. That's good. And I got the next one. Who was the guy that interviewed him? Eric Young? I don't know. If you didn't see it. He was kind of a goof. Uh, it, it felt like they were buddies. Like, Undertaker was like, all right, man. But it's a great, it's just a great shoot interview with, with Taker talking about everything. There's some Donald Trump news. Do you want to hear it real quick? Oh, okay. All right. Uh, Donald Trump engaged in suspect tax schemes in the 90s as he reaped a vast fortune from his father in a Times investigation. I guess it's not that big of a... I mean, it's kind of... The failing New York Times. That's okay. (laughs) Um, What were we saying? Uh, Matt Jackson selling his back. Yeah, the the, the selling of the back, I guess it, it, it brings some negative empathy and and then someone will like come in and like totally destroy his back right like he'll show it and then one of the tonga guys later like throws him back first into the apron well then he we well he went through that table and then was laid out for a while that table was like i don't even think there was a table i think it was a hologram of a table (laughs) that did a hologram breaking because he just there was, there was might, no gift. There might as well have been no table there. Because you've heard these guys say that like it's not that bad going through a table because it... That thing was shaved down to a quarter of an inch. I mean, it, right I, it, it started breaking before even... T- like the wind of him, him coming started breaking the table before he went through it. And what I liked about that too was um, he just... They set up a table... And there wasn't a lot of teasing with the table. There was only one moment where it looked like someone was going to go true. through it, and he went right the fuck through it. That's true. There, there, we probably the worm has turned mm. on the table spots where they have gotten to the point of trying to make you forget that they just set up a table. That or, now they that, do the that opposite. now if you set up a table and immediately put the guy through it, you're like, whoa, holy shit! Yeah, he used the table on him because we're not expecting it. We've been so conditioned. That's the great thing about pro wrestling. It's just like go in one direction long enough that when you make a hard left, people are like, oh, fuck. Here's the thing about New Japan. Um, they make it look story wise. They make it look easy or easy or simple. Maybe both. I don't hmm. know because it, it's well, it doesn't need to be complicated. When it's when pro wrestling, any story, any storytelling, if it gets overcomplicated, that's when you lose people. I it's mean, it's like that show Legion on FX. Is, is what too complicated. was going on there? I never watched all it. the right ingredients. Right. But I, after four episodes, if by the end of the fourth episode of a season, if I'm still saying, wait, what the fuck is going on? I mean, it's it, you're done, though. Anything like, comedy. Does it need to be over like, boy, that joke was great because it was so complicated. It's like, no, no, you can, things can be intricate. Things can build and pay off later and you can have callbacks and all this other stuff by like, you know, if you need to watch something and I'm talking a movie, TV show, joke, wrestling, storyline, any, any, just a match in and of itself, you watch it from the beginning 
by the end, if there's great a great deal of satisfaction, it doesn't have to necessarily be from, and it's probably not going to be from unnecessary complexity. If you're making something complicated, almost for the for, sake for, of for the sake of it being complicated, then you're hiding the fact that you've got nothing. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's like, like that. It's like the second season of Westworld. I never. I yeah exactly and and there was no bigger westworld mark in the world than you for season one i even went back to take a screen cap of some coding in it god bless you <laughs> because the coding showed something very specific. well it's it, it's like look no further than that but you're just like oh you've got nothing is the wwe that complicated no he, but he he overcomplicates it because he think and i say vince overcomplicates it because he thinks that that is then sophisticated and then it gets so convoluted that he forgets what they were doing and then gets bored with it and then things get dropped and things get fucking tossed around like even the shield in and of itself i was thinking about this on the way here like the shield the original idea like do you even know why they're called the shield uh sacramento hecho (laughs) igloo Italy led domicile. Do you know what they are? It's chateau, house, igloo, environment, lead <laughs> door. It's Sam. Sam Havana. Had, that would be amazing if, if when Kavanaugh was testifying, he's like, I have so many female pr- friends. Sarah, Heather, Ingrid, uh, Evangeline, Liz, Diane, Shield. And then all of a sudden they come in and just beat the shit out of him. Oh, it's Sierra Hotel, India, Echo Lima Delta. Fucking Stitch Fix. Ah, you've been Stitch, rickrolled. Stitch Fix. Never gonna give ball. you Shield. Never go. Echo Lima Delta. Shield. Mean squeed All right, so it's Dean saying shield and Lima. I don't know. And then you could tell Romans, the f- whatever. We don't need to dissect that. It's so funny because that is at a point, too, when they recorded that, you can hear Roman trying so hard. Yeah. Like, trying to sound cool. I mean, he still falls into that. He's... I don't know. Roman's gotten better all around. But yeah. that was at a time, too, where he's just like, oh, God. Oh, oh, oh. And then they said Roman was cool. One of these days, we're just going to let Roman finally happen to us. I don't... Uh, whatever. I don't. I, I can't get into the whole Roman thing. It's over. It is what it is. Suck it up and deal with it. Yeah, I don't really care. I know. I'm beyond the point of caring. But is the show that complicated? Because this is what I was going to say, that much time. They're called The Shield because the original idea was is that they were going to be CM Punk's faction that he hides behind and hides behind there his shield. And then immediately Vince had to complicate everything. And then they had nothing to do with CM Punk. And then they were just there. They were just guys from NXT invading. Which still ended up being pretty cool. You know what? I tend to agree with you that things worked out pretty good for the shield. Except for Dean's 
overly manicured beard. It's off-putting. He's not the kind of guy. He's that goes, not the kind of guy. Right. It but doesn't make maybe sense. It's that thing that you guys were saying that like they respect that when you come back, you have a different look. So maybe Which he is always fine. Had but the, I mean, come back with a longer beard then. Look even more haggard. This guy needs to look like he fucking woke up in a trunk, like a car trunk. And was just like, what the fuck? When did they start putting these things in where you can just pull the trunk open from the inside? I'm just laying there looking at the thing like, what the fuck is that? It was like I was in the trunk for another three hours. He's like, all right, time to kick myself out. Wait, what's this lever? Huh? Well, this sucks all the fun out of it. (laughs) I better be in the middle of the desert. Oh, man. It's it's like when they started making it so you could just push down the back seat and then be in the car. Like, I've been trying to get out of the car. That's why I fell asleep in the trunk. Oh, you want to hear something fucked up? Yes, I know. I know this girl. Oh boy. Um, she and her roommate park tandem. Okay. What does that mean? Tandem parking. That means you get one big space for an apartment building, and you get the front spot, and the person that your your roommate like, parks behind you, like stacked parking. Yeah, stacked parking. Also known as tandem parking. Oh, okay. The I'm gr- like, for whatever reason, I'm picturing tandem as they're next to each other. I don't know why. No, no, no. It, it makes more sense. I, whatever the root word of tandem is, like, like a bike. Yeah. One in front of the other. Listen to this shit. These two girls, oh they boy. live together oh boy. to help each other out with the parking situation. Yeah. They both gave each other a key to their car uh-huh. and kept it in their cars. Oh, boy. Someone broke into the girl's car. The one in the back of the tandem finds the key, realizes it's for the car in front. Opens that car up. Guess what they find in that car? The other key. <laughs> Stole both cars. <laughs> now he's on the phone with the buddy. He's like, you're not going to believe this, dude. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, Christmas came a bit. Christmas came around Halloween this year. Remember how I said I was going to go steal a car and you were like, fuck, I need to steal a car. Rent's getting due. <laughs> B- uh, hallelujah. <laughs> um, but. Uh, Mr. Austin, I never stole a car. Did does I'm looking at stand up comedy. Does the show have to be kind of overly complicated or whatever because no. there's just so much fucking time to fill and no. so many fucking people? How long was that New Japan show? <sighs> Four hours almost. And did it feel like it? Did it feel like when you're sitting there watching Raw? Yeah, well, maybe I'm asking the wrong guy. <laughs> it did. But I don't know. It did does it have But were you bored? No, no, no I wasn't bored. And, and it was a great, great show. Here's my question. Now my question, my point, they're only they're not doing that once a week and they have like what, like a quarter of the roster? No, they have a they have a they have a full, uh, well yeah, they, they don't they they have a big roster, but like there's plenty of guys that weren't on the New Japan show. Yeah. You know. Lots of guys. Toriano, Minoru Suzuki, plenty of people that you would enjoy oh, yeah. seeing. Yeah, exactly. The screamer. Right. Just wait. Ah, I'm awake. <laughs> And then at night, good night. Ah! <laughs> um, but they have a lot of fucking time to fill on WWE. Definitely. But one might say too much fucking time. One to might fill. even one might even agree with you. Yes, but it's like it does. The, things can take their time and build slowly. But it, that's what it is, is because Vince just, Vince gets bored, Vince forgets, Vince, 
tries to reinvent the wheel. Vince resents the fact that he's a wrestling promoter and he wants to be Walt Disney. He wants to be a mogul. And so he tries to overcomplicate wrestling and make it into something it isn't. And he's surrounded by people like, you know, whatever, who, who reinforce this attitude of, oh, God, it's so wrestling. Whereas Vince is so insulated in his bubble and is surrounded by so many people who don't challenge him that it gets to the point where it's he, nobody informs him that um, even if it's something that has happened before, this audience hasn't seen it yet or they haven't seen it in a long time. I've made this point before where Johnny Carson said, there's no old jokes. It's just an audience who hasn't heard them yet. Because it's like anything, like Johnny Carson, for example. Do you know the Karnak routine? The, the turban? Exactly. He has an envelope with the he 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 through mystical divine powers can hold the envelope to his forehead and know what the answer to the question is having he can ascertain what the answer to the question is having never even seen the question before so he's you know uh, dippity doo and then he opens up the envelope and the question is, what forms on your dippity early in the morning? Dippity do. Okay. That routine is synonymous with Johnny Carson. Steve Allen used to do a similar routine, the same routine, and then claims that Carson ripped him off, to which Carson would always roll his eyes and be like, that goes back to fucking vaudeville. Yeah. It's like Steve Allen, it's just, you know, but it's, it, but then again, now, Johnny Carson has been retired for 27 years, dead for fucking 15 or whatever. People, Or that's what they want us to believe. <sighs> Thank you. <laughs> so it's like you even have to explain that routine. But like, it's just, it's, I remember, I forget who it was. It was with AJ. It was with AJ Leaves. When I was still writing there, it was some, some, we were trying to figure out a way out of a match, which if you've, I need to l lend you this book, Drawing Heat the Hard Way. By Stan, um, oh, I always pronounce his name wrong. I keep wanting to say Musinex, but that's not it. It's not Stan Musinex? No. It's not Stan from the Eminem song, is it? <laughs> and then all of a sudden I'm reading the book. It cuts to me reading the book and I look at him and I go, oh, damn, it was you. <laughs> <laughs> Stan Musinex. Music. Whatever. He was a play-by-play a -play guy and involved in the booking and... Um, st louis and he wrote an amazing book called drawing heat the hard way and i read it while i was working there and it made it helped me understand the business even more it gave me a different perspective other than a wwe vince mcmahon perspective on how to book correctly and it also addressed things that i saw firsthand being done and said at wwe that he was like if you start asking yourself how do we get out of this match you're fucked. And there would be so many times we'd be in production meetings and just be like, all right, well, how do we get out of this thing? It's like, we don't have a plan. We have no plan. We've booked ourselves in a corner and well, goddamn Randy Orton can't lose. Oh, fucking Hunter can't lose. Well, why the fuck do we have Hunter and Triple H in a match together? All right, how the fuck do we get out of this? So it was, a, it was one of these 
situations where how do we get out of this match? And somebody in the room was like, well, and that means how do we get out of this match? How do we get out of this match without anyone losing? <laughs> how do we get out of this? How do we get out of this without damaging Cena, without damage, damaging Lesnar? Somehow, if you lose uh, wins and losses don't matter. But this this whole group of people over here can't lose. But then we're not doing these other people any favors. But it, so then you wind up with this 50 50 booking and the whole thing gets watered down and people become less interested and they bring beach balls to the fucking show. Yeah. So this one day, how do we get out of this thing? And somebody was like, well, it's something we haven't done in a long time. I believe the last time it happened was we, it was a match with trip uh, with with Stone Cold and and Bret Hart. And all of a sudden the bell just starts ringing and the, the competitors are confused and the referee is confused. And we turn and we look and it's the loose cannon, Brian Pillman, and he's just got the hammer and he's banging on the on the bell and everything's fucked up. And then we can get out of the match that way because it's it's. It's 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 it, the whole thing's thrown out because of that, or it's disqualified. Blah blah, blah 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 blah. So we did that finish with AJ, where it was Punk and whoever, and Daniel Bryan or Kane or whoever was involved in that whole thing. And AJ just she's unstable. God damn, don't say she's crazy. We can't call a woman crazy, but she's banging the fucking bell hammer. That sucks because of Alicia Fox. That would really helpful how great is she she's nuts <laughs> she is she's one of those people where as soon as i hear her name i'm like how does she still have a job and then i see and you see her and then like, i see her and i'm like god what? she's she's got it all figured out she draws the eye she's very dynamic she has a tremendous look the outfit even if she says doesn't say a word i look at her outfit and i'm like oh right remember she was dressed as a captain i've when she she that little prom that that insert promo she did, where all of a sudden then she, she I had to get my captain's hat back again and puts it on. I was just like, God, she's a fucking lunatic. I yeah. love her. Yeah. See, this is another good example. Vince gets into these things of like, oh, we need to be doing more insert interview. I noticed that last night when all of a sudden it was Alicia Fox had an insert interview, and then you know Glorious and and uh, Gable had a fucking insert interview, and then so you know Dean and I was like, oh, this is Vince's. He gets on these kicks. Everybody's in a tag team now. He's like, oh, they everybody they got to have best friends. People need to be dating. That's when I came in. It was like <laughs> everybody needs to be dating. Why are they all in relationships? He looks at you. He's like, who are you dating? Who are you dating? You're like, I'm married, sir. Do you? I'm. Oh, God. I don't mean you. everybody's married, but who are you dating? I mean, who are you fucking on the road? Huh? Come on, pal. You getting it wet tonight? Huh? Uh, uh, huh? You're going to uh, get it wet? Huh? You get it moist? Huh? Okay. Huh? All right. You're pressing genitals against another set of genitals? Hmm? Huh? You're going to be sick? Huh? Don't throw up on my desk. So what I'm saying is, is he overcomplicates it. Last night, like when when they kept teasing Dean turning, it was to the point where I'm like, "Fuck!" I think they are going to do what Tom was suggesting—that Dean acts like he's going to turn, then then turns on the people he was turning with, and now it's everybody's turn. It's just it overcomplicates it. It doesn't need to be such. It's like my favorite murder: Alec Baldwin, Steve Martin, and Diane Keaton film. It's complicated. <laughs> Wait, is it Diane Keaton? No, I think it's Meryl Streep. Oh, it it's is. It's like Meryl my Streep. favorite Meryl Streep, Alec Baldwin, and Martin Sheen movie. Grit's complicated. <laughs> <laughs> I 
right, we'll take a break. <laughs> <laughs> and we're back. What's going on, guys? Yeah, that was seamless. We just took a three-hour break. We got a full turkey dinner. Full turkey We dinner. drove all the way to Long Beach. We went back to Hoff's Hut. Let's talk about Hoff's Hut. We didn't talk about our pre-show meal. I know. We, we overdid it. Oh, my God. Overdid it to the point where I could have fallen asleep during the show Big if time. I just laid my head back a little bit. Big time. I had. I'll just say what I had. You ordered what Vince ordered. And if Vince was here right now, he'd be beside himself. I had a, you're 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 looking at the menu. You're freaking out. You're like, ah, I don't know what get. Vince, what are you getting? He goes. Vince has his menu closed, hands folded, cool as a cucumber. Yep. And Tom's like, oh, well, what are you getting? And Vince's just like, chicken fried steak, a beat, two beats, three beats. Tom just looks up. That sounds really good. And then Vince, don't you copy me? <laughs> And I copied him because I was going to get a burger, but I realized I had had a burger earlier in the week. And if you're at a place like that, you can get a burger. Sure. And I'm sure it'll be delicious. But a place like that is a good place to get a chicken fried steak, which I haven't had in years. Mm. So I get a chicken fried steak and fries. I eat all of that. Vince who's i don't know if he's a little full if he's got a runway show coming up or something but here's the difference between guys like you and i and guys like vince is vince can be like ah i've had enough yeah and then (laughs) stop eating that ain't my i gotta vince left a little bit more than half of his and you were like what's wrong with it is there something wrong with it he's just like no i just i've had enough so I bring it on over ate all of that. So I more or less I forgot you had essentially two chicken fried. Steaks. I had two chicken fried steaks and fries and a Caesar side salad. Now, here's where uh, things, well, here's the thing. I got the half rack of lambs. Oh, yeah. And every time I have to no, talk ribs, ri- ribs of lambs, <laughs> lambs, got a half ram lack. I got half a lamb. I got the half half rack of baby back ribs. And every time I have to remember and talk myself out of ordering the full rack but here's the thing if you or i were given a full rack we'd eat the full then i would eat a full rack yeah there's no (sighs) nothing gets left so then dessert time um we also had salads we also had salads i had a caesar side salad uh i had rice pilaf and loaded mashed potatoes with real bacon bits oh and the and the chicken fried steak did come with steamed vegetables which i ate all of those um here's the thing this place is known for their pies so we're like fuck we gotta get a pie. we gotta get dessert we gotta get pie this is where i copied matt's choice of dessert. that's right because i was gonna get a dutch apple pie but this place their specialty is a cho- uh, pumpkin crunch pie which is like the dutch apple topping of crumb on top of pumpkin pie so we all order pie and coffee and i kept saying i turned to vince i was like thank god i got coffee i would fall asleep in the back of tom's car right now but didn't you think you were getting a slice of pie yes oh that's right it's not even a slice of pie they give you a miniature pie they give you a miniature pie like the size of a saucer which is roughly the size of like a like a a coffee saucer i'd say you get one it's like two slices of pie two and a half slices. it's like a little chicken pot pie but an actual pie ate all that right and then vince doesn't eat all of his banana cream pie so that i'm sc- scooping off whipped cream and i'm from right his- there with you <laughs> scooping away I, eating it i left there heavy oh my god 
I could have if if all if the both of you were like ah, maybe we just skip New Japan Pro Wrestling and go take a nap. Mm. I would have been like, great. I would skip any wrestling to go take a nap. Um, <laughs> on a full stomach or empty. I did not eat until about one o'clock the next day. I didn't eat breakfast the next morning. Yeah, I didn't eat. Uh, I like around like lunchtime. I was like, oh, I better eat something. We were done eating between a uh, quarter to four, uh, three forty-five, four. I I didn't and, and I it was effortless. Sometimes to do that long of a fast, it takes a little grit. On that the drive nothing. home, though, I needed a little bit of sugar. Yeah, and I got the Reese's sticks. That'll calm down. By the way, it's not going to be like that forever. What I need a little sugar. Yeah, I used to have that. Really? Yeah, and I, I just thought like, well, that's that's life. But uh, I've been that eating goes less, away after a while. Yeah, I've been eating less sugar. I've been drinking almost no sugar. Yeah. Yeah. Did you like raw? It was. It was fun. It's kind of hard to watch. After oh, you see- believe me, I was putting together a bookshelf while <laughs> while Raw was on. You know, I'm not trying to shit on it or anything, but like after you no, see thing like New Japan, that's so dynamic and fun, and and, and what well, that's what I'm talking about is it's it's not a wrestling show anymore. It's a WWE show. Oh, wrestling! But what Vince doesn't seem to understand, if we're going by what you were saying before, like what goes around comes around. Mm-hmm. I think maybe at one time it's too wrestling. He may have been right. But now, right, people yeah. would be much more down for that. Well, that's that. Well, maybe I didn't make that point clear enough. But like, that's where I was getting to with that. Where it's like, well, people haven't seen that in a long time. Vince is the only game in town. This is why the indies are as hot as they are now because people want to see. First of all, people want to see pro wrestling, but they also want to see something that isn't just WWE because people are like. Oh, I didn't know that wrestling could be this or that or the other. Or not to bring it back to physical types, but like I also think, you know, you can identify a bit more with the people you're seeing on a New Japan show. Some of them look more like regular human beings as opposed right. to freak shows. Sure. Sure. Um but yeah, I saw Raw. I really like what they're doing with Dolph and Drew. Um, I wonder how long it's been. Has it been three months since they came out? You declared they were going to be the hottest act <laughs> in the company in three months. You got to make big proclamations. But uh, I like what they're doing. I like how Dolph went real hard into Roman. I was even surprised by that. The way that match opened. Mm, that was a good match. How hard he went in. I was like, yeah. holy shit. Like, that was good. I was like, you know, that's Roman Reigns. right? I liked it. I liked all of it. I love the moment of bliss. Alexa Bliss is a fucking riot. The only thing, if I if I could, you know, be if I had to pick one critical thing, it would just be. And maybe you can appreciate this, having done like an acting class. If you've ever heard this note of like she tries to do something in every single moment, like she tries to react to every single line and have like a new look on her face for absolutely every single, if she just dialed it back a little bit, if she just didn't try to fill the entire space with some sort of facial expression or acting, 
if she just took it back just a little bit, mm. she'd be just heads and shoulders above everyone else. Well, in that situation, literally what we called it in school was mm. <laughs> facting, face acting. That's facting. Yeah. God, I'm, that, that best two years of my life. <laughs> it was no it, way. No, you know, like it, it was absolutely not. It was, um, big. I like my college experience wasn't the like prolonged guitar solo thing. This was like my first time, just really. It was, I don't know why. why did I, <laughs> probably because it's facting, facting. But that is it. Like she, 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 I, she doesn't even do too much. It's just, it's just. It's just, she just, if she just did a little bit less. Well, I mean, she's still finding her way. That's an interesting part about the WWE. You get a lot of people on the grandest stage of them all. We make still, movies. Still, like, you, usually in other fields in, of entertainment, by the time you get to something that level, you, right. you're pretty dialed in. Right. And what you're bringing to the table. And these shows, you're still seeing it's like Braun Strowman. We saw that guy figure it out from day one. Right. Squeedum. Scrotum. Scrotum. Beep and bop. Heather Monroe is so good. I just my my I'm, something buzzed on my phone and I opened it up and she's more times than not the first thing that comes up on my Instagram. I can't believe she's only been doing it like four years. I think yeah, she's doing great. She's fucking. She's gonna be. Um, she'll be in Orlando soon enough. That's not even a something you want to hear anymore. <laughs> I well, mean, I guess but I mean the them, the women though. are in a much better position than they've ever been in that company, and also. How much time does Vince Man, Vince Man, Vince, Vince McMahon really have left on this earth? This is true. I bet people are. I wonder if people are thinking like that. Like people have been thinking like that for years, yeah. dude. When I started there in, in the uh, in October, November, two thousand eleven, it's like one of my fir- like one of the first weeks, if not the first week. The guys from the road came back and they're like, Vince sat down everyone, made a big, huge speech about how I'm not going to be here every week. Like it was already putting into play that he was going to be slowing down. Hunter and Stephanie were going to be taking over, that that transition was was about to begin. And then the next week they were like, okay, I guess it must be the the next week is when Vince is, and he was then probably he, told by doctors. And he was just there every single week. He made that speech, and then he never, there, he, never missed a week. Does he make that speech periodically, or is it a big deal for him to make that speech? Oh, huge deal to make that speech, and that speech has never been made again. Oh wow, you know, I mean, there, there was the time where he was home because he, when he tore both quads. <laughs> it's not funny that it's no, it is funny when you watch the clip yeah, because the, then he's like sitting there with his hands on his fists. <laughs> That's why I laugh. That's Vince McMahon. Because I know what the clip is. But like, according to, you know, people who had been with the company for a long time, they were like, that's really when Vince, like he was always nuts, 
But then that's when he went crazy. Do you think for Hunter and Stephanie to take over? But that being said, Hunter is taking over. Stephanie's the the face, you know, the corporate face. And yeah, I was just gonna say, what what roles are each taking? Hunter Hunter would then become Vince, run the wrestling, run the you know talent, creative. And Stephanie, the the Stephanie does the business side and the you know cutting ribbons and kissing babies and she's the corp, the literal not the corporate face, the literal corp, like the shoot corporate face, the woman that's going to represent but also the public face of just yeah here she is does she have any interest in the bookings and all that stuff or uh i'm sure she has ideas but yeah but i mean like at one point she was in charge of creative but i mean that wasn't when i was there and i never really heard much discussion of it could be i think she she might have been the one when she was in charge of creative was the one who really branched out into we need to be bringing in tv writers and and that sort of thing but i mean even you know because people who don't know what the fuck they're talking about like even even like the Meltzers and the alvarez's and stuff where they like shit on the writers and like oh god they they got 30 writers in there this is the best thing they can come up with it's like it's like yeah just like Vince is about to retire and Hunter and Stephanie are being groomed to take over. It's just like, oh, we bring in all these TV writers. It's like, no, Vince is still there every single week. Vince is making every decision. Vince, Anything that doesn't make sense on TV, it's Vince. It's not like, I love it. I love it every week when Alvarez is like, I, I, these writers, they, you know, Brian, these these writers, they don't understand. You know, they, they don't know anything about wrestling. It's like, Dave. You've never been in the room. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Whoever you're getting your information from, God bless them. They don't know what the fuck they're talking about. It's like when Cody quit WWE and he like wrote that open letter and he shits on like Ryan Ward and Ed Kosky. I'm like, really? You think Ed Kosky was was the problem? He's the one holding you back, Cody. Guys in the company don't even understand how it works. It's Vince. It's Hunter. Fucking grow up. Just because Vince is here for, oh, goddamn. Love you, Cody. Love your dad. Love your brother. Do you have a sister? Love her too. I assume you have a mom. Love your mom. You know that show Succession on HBO? Is it that type of thing? I just, because it's, that is like a, like a Sumner Redstone kind of thing. Right. Yeah. Can you, but WWE is a billion dollar company. It is. That could be such an interesting show if you just, change the settings I'm sure, from the, I'm the sure. New York financial world to that? Because, I mean, it's uh, there were times where I really felt like, God, the role of the writers sometimes is just to be the scapegoat, just to be, oh, what the fuck? Oh, you're fucking me over, dude. And it's like, because it's also like none of the writers would ever say to talent like, well, that's what Vince says. Because then you're not, because then I'm fucked if I send the fucking big shows upset because the whatever got cut or we changed this or that. And then he goes into Vince's office and is like, you know, oh, the writer said you said. And then mm-hmm. now I'm pulled in the fucking video. He's like, what the fuck? The one thing you never. That's Cause I, if you Because I mean, some guys, I was like, I was blown away. Like my first week at TV, seeing them be like, like be able to apply logic and be like, well, the thought, the thinking process here was this, that, and the other X, Y, Z, you know, we just think it'll be better if blah, 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 blah. And I remember just thinking like, that wasn't the impression I got. It just felt like Vince kind of hates half the roster. And like, we're like, Oh, gives a fuck, you know? Mm. Cause I mean, especially at that time, like five, seven years ago where it was just like, 
Cena is there, like the roster was fucking depleted. There was no heels. It was just Cena. They were holding back CM Punk and Daniel Bryan. And it was just like, oh, God, oh, flippy floppy little guys or oh, oh, indie internet fans. Marks. Yeah, it's just it's all fucking. I hope Cena comes whatever. back. He's coming back fucking Saturday. He'll be in Australia tagging with Bobby Lashley. I hope he has the hair. And Bobby I hope Lashley. he doesn't try to hide it. I oh, know. he'll have the hair. Big time. Because I saw him. Love it. Love yeah, the look, hair, right? Hey, it looks great. Love it. And I I can't remember. I think for whatever he's doing, he leaned out. Maybe. Because being yeah. that size in person looks really good. But being that size, even though it's all muscle on camera, it makes you look heavy. It's also it's off putting because it's it's unrelatable. Like yeah. you, if you're like, you know, it's one thing if he's in train wreck and he's like, oh, I'm the jacked up guy. But yeah, it's, it's like perfect. now you can only play. Oh, I'm the jacked up guy. Whereas like maybe if you lean out, you can be a real person. <laughs> know what I mean? Know what I mean? <clears throat> do we do we want to talk about very quickly Elias and Kevin Owens? What was going on there? The Seattle Supersonics, the basketball team, they left like. 10 fucking years ago and went to Oklahoma City. Yeah. And so they were talking about, boy, you know, John Cena and Bobby Lashley tagging together. It doesn't make any sense. He's like, it makes as little sense as a basketball team in Seattle does. I have never heard louder or more sustained vicious, vicious booing. That was all because of that? I was wondering if I, th- I wasn't sure if I missed something. I mean... Because that was insane. That was insane. It was great. And it was, it was great. Very off-putting to the both of them. Well, they were riding it at first, right. and then it was like, shit. And then they're like, well, all right, well, we need to, we have to say the shit we came out here to say like, and get the, out the of here. The fucking show's running long now. Now we need to fucking. But I mean, here's the thing is because watching it at home, the microphones are always going to be the loudest thing. So like anytime they started talking to the mic, I'm like, okay, I can hear you fine. I did. I knew that they were booing loudly, and I knew it was lasting a long time. But I didn't appreciate how overwhelming it must have been in the building until Kevin Owens started yelling into the mic to try oh, to yeah. talk over them. And then I was like, "Oh, they can't hear themselves when because because uh, at home I can hear the mic." Yeah, it's, you know, it's like when Elias pointed to his ear. When Kevin Owens was talking to him, I don't think he was kidding. I think, oh, he's like, I can't hear I really, you. Because unless they have a monitor right. up there on there, they can't hear it. Like sometimes sometimes they do. Sometimes they do. Like an Elias segment or like sometimes you'll see a talking. Se- they, they do a good job of not shooting it. Yeah. But if you're there live, you can see them can, put in the monitor. Def- yeah. I've definitely seen that. But if they didn't have that or the, it wasn't loud enough because they didn't think. But it wasn't until that the- moment. I, I really, truly appreciated like, oh, they are drowning in a sea of booze and not like you and i used to yeah real real booze real booze jeering that was amazing i loved that and then leo rush came out and he's great in that role but it breaks my heart i'm like this is the best you can do with leo rush let's just have him out there talking maybe he's liking it maybe you know he's maybe himself very well maybe making more money he's certainly not out there with oh joey janela fucked up his knee something awful mm. i hate that hate that it felt like it was inevitable though do you know how he did it 
See, it is that thing with wrestlers where it's like they do such crazy, crazy fucking shit all the time. And every time you're like, oh, God, you got to can't, can't keep doing that. And then when they injure themselves, the worst is the routine stuff they do all the time. Yeah. And so he was wrestling, um, I think, psychosis. You'd know him if you saw him. Old Lucha, yeah. Luchador yeah. was on Nitro and stuff. And he did a thing where he does like a crossbody, you know, to the outside onto him, like off the, the ring or whatever. And he just, the way he landed, it's like with Seth Rollins when he, when, when he fucked up his knee that I you're just like, the knee stuff. I know like he, his knee is fucked like surgery out for a year. It's like what Undertaker was saying in that interview, just like exactly these big flips and stuff. Yeah. You, you run the risk more so of catastrophic damage as opposed to definitely. But then you get somebody because it, there's wear and tear and it, and it's going to wear you and it's going to tear you because like somebody like Undertaker, it's both eye sockets. Right. Right. But then it's like, you know, he's got new knees, new hips, new whatever, because it's just from doing that. It's like you don't have to do a fucking moonsault off of the balcony into a, you know, bed of snakes type that are on fire. I will pay to see that. But because, I mean, you get you get like, you know, like. I don't know, like like Nick Bockwinkle. He was a guy back in the 70s and 80s, maybe even 60s, but 70s and 80s for sure. And then, you know, that's not swan dives on the concrete era. Yeah. You know, but then he's a guy who's just from wrestling and, and doing what they do, just a very standard style. And then, you know, he winds up, when when he's an old man like he doesn't remember anything or who anybody is or stuff like that mm. you know even jim neidhart that was the case with him it's just it's it's a rough rough deal i guess we all got to do something but yo amy gotta do something <laughs> but then there are other guys that it's just like the shit that they do like fucking um like tanaka still fucking out there still at it this is a guy, him and Mike Awesome, every fucking night, just obliterating each other. Just the most brutal, outrageous, unnecessary, hardcore matches that you can imagine. And then he's just fit as a fiddle. Yeah. You never know. The uncertainty is the most uncertain thing about the thing that is uncertain. Whoa. Truer words. Who's your favorite wrestler? Uh, Marty. Yeah? Yeah. He's just... Are you ready for this? What? Vince's favorite wrestler? Yeah? Will Ospreay. Oh, my God. Can you fucking believe it? He's just doing that to fuck with me. I asked him. I said, are you fucking with me? And he said, no, it's legit. And quite a cliffhanger for next week. What? Of we're going to hear his full explanation. Oh, well... He might be. I'm going to make this about me. I think he's doing this just to mess with me. Matt, who's your favorite wrestler? Uh, Marty Skrull. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, right on. Yep. Yeah, he's just. He's great. Don't miss him. He's just fucking great. You know? and, and if you listen to this show and you haven't like 
seen him or whatever. He he does not look like what you think he'll look like. Uh, he's not a huge guy, but man, that guy fills a fucking arena with that personality. I just love him. I, I don't, I'd have to look at the documentation, but uh, I don't know if he had been my favorite wrestler previous. But it is funny, like when he came out, it was one of those things too where I was like, I remember like when he first showed up, I was just like, I was so ardently like, I will boo the bad guy. I will cheer the good guy. There is no in between. He's the villain. I must boo him. He's he's telling me he's a villain, which is still something I, uh, you know, whoever the heel is, I love booing the shit out of the heel. Yeah. But like with Marty, it's just like, he was the, it was just, I was like, God, this guy is so fun. Even when he's being a piece of shit. Yeah. Breaking his opponent's fingers. How the fuck does he do that? We still haven't figured it out. I wonder if it has something to do with his mouth. <laughs> if he's just got his fingers, just goes. <laughs> he may have a way of doing it. So, you know, fucking style. Who knows? Was, uh, who knows? I don't know. All right. We ready can, to close up this shop? Yeah, where can the kids find you online? You, I got to hit the roads. Um, at the Tom Sibley, both Twitter and Instagram. You can find my brother at RM at Sibley, both Twitter and Instagram. Right on. Where's the oldest bone? It's coming. It's mm-hmm. coming. We're banking some apps. Yeah. This is MattMcCarthy.com. Go to uh, my social media, at McCarthy Redhead, all forms of social media. And... Uh, Oh, oh, well, last night. Last night was the Andre the Giant roast at the Comedy Store. Hopefully you came and enjoyed it. Tonight, I will be at the Black Rabbit Rose for the Comedians the comedian Cinema Club. We're doing Hocus Pocus. Come check that out. And uh, Gold Rush this Saturday, Dynasty Typewriter, 9 p.m., Come on, hang out with Lucky and see some amazing stand-up comedians at the Gold Rush. In the meantime, enjoy your Columbus Day weekend. We will see you next week. Vince isn't here, so we don't have the Patreons uh, in front of us. So we'll uh, we'll give you some shout-outs next week. We Hopefully you enjoyed uh, the new Patreon double issue. Oh, yeah. Revenge, that was a good one. Revenge of the Taker. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. Rate, review, subscribe. Do those things. I am going to start reading uh, some of the best uh, reviews on the air. So don't think I forgot about that either. All right. Okay. Okay, goodbye. That was a HeadGum Podcast.